I'm very thankful to be here tonight. And uh, this church means a lot to me. And um, I'm thankful for the time that I was able to spend here. And uh, I remember my first term, my first experience of Oxford Baptist Chapel. <laughs> I didn't really know what I was expecting, to be honest. But I remember, I think, uh, going, coming here on a Friday night and Pastor Morden said, we need to go and pick a new minibus. I don't, he wasn't asking me to go and pick it up. Probably would, would be a bad idea. But uh, I remember doing the youth, we did the youth meeting and then about two o'clock in the morning, we drove all the way to London and we picked up a, a minibus, which I think is still going out there, the white, the old 2000 bus and drove all the way back. And then we got back about three o'clock in the morning and passed them all and said, before you go to bed, we need to go to Tesco's because tomorrow is the men's breakfast and we need to buy everything for the men's breakfast. He got back about four o'clock in the morning and he said, by the way, you need to go up at eight in order to go and cook the men's breakfast. I said, these people here are nuts. <laughs> and, uh, but no, I, I thank the Lord because I do, <laughs> I do in all seriousness, I, I love the zeal of this church and uh, the zeal of Pastor Morland. And I know that this place has, has done something so wonderful in my own heart. The Lord has used it, and I'm thankful to be here tonight. If you have a copy of God's Word, if you could take it and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, and we'll read from verse number 20 uh, into a few verses of chapter 6 tonight, and it's, it is wonderful to be here. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and we'll read... From verse number 20, and the Bible says, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and the day of salvation have I uh, secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time, and behold, now is the day of salvation. Giving no offense in anything, that the ministry be not blamed, but in all things, approving ourselves as ministers of God in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love and faith, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful and yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing, and yet possessing all things. O ye Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you. Our heart is enlarged. And we end the reading there of God's word. Let's just pray and ask the Lord to bless us tonight. Heavenly Father, we have already said in this meeting that we 
have known it has been good to be together. And we thank thee that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And we pray tonight that there might be great liberty given to thy spirit in this place. We thank thee, Lord, for the ministry of this church and the influence of this church around not just this city, but into this country and around the world. And we thank thee, Lord, for every soul that's ever been saved through this ministry. We give thee all the glory. But, oh, our God, we're concerned tonight because we're living in such dark and difficult days. And we pray, Lord, that this church would take up the challenge again to bring the gospel to the ends of the earth. Lord, we're thinking tonight of our own Jerusalem. And we do pray for this city of Oxford. We ask the old God that it would be given to thee. Lord, we've heard in times past, I know it's been spoken before, how perhaps Oxford has never seen revival in history, perhaps. But, oh, our God, we pray, we believe that revival will come here. And we ask the Lord to move in this tent. So, Lord, please speak to us in this meeting tonight. May there be a, a real holy sense of thy presence amongst us. May we know, Lord, as we hear thy word this evening, that it isn't a man speaking to us, but it's thy spirit speaking to us, bringing the word of God, the word of life. May if there be one tonight that isn't saved, save them, we pray. If there be one tonight that's on the verge of going into full-time service for thee, may this night be the night which thy spirit pushes them off and further into thy, uh, into thy will, we pray. So we leave it all with thee. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I want to draw your attention tonight to verse number 20. And I believe that in the days in which we're living, the Lord Jesus is looking in our churches today, in this church and around the country from his people. He is looking for one word we find in this text, verse number 20. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. And I want to tell you, my friend, tonight, if you're a Christian in this meeting, you have a role that God has given you and he's given it to the Apostle Paul and he's given it to you and to me. And we are meant to be ambassadors, aren't we, for the Lord Jesus Christ. And that word there, ambassadors, refers to somebody who is a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's a lot of people today that like to represent all sorts of things. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for people like to represent ministries and, and all these tables here tonight. That's wonderful. But isn't it wonderful, my friend, tonight? There's one uh, one thing that is so wonderful to represent, the Lord Jesus Christ. Not a church necessarily, not uh, a name of an organization or a charity, but the Lord Jesus. And we are, look what it says, we are ambassadors for Christ. I wonder tonight, are you a good ambassador for the Savior? There are a lot of people tonight who aren't very good ambassadors, are they, for their causes? But there are a lot of people, and a, a lot of Christians, who aren't very good ambassadors for the Lord Jesus. You think about the last year that we've just been through. And many Christians who read the Bible that you and I read. Many Christians who quote the promises that you and I quote so often. Where are they today? They're not very good ambassadors, are they, for the Savior? What about us tonight? It's very good to point the finger at others. But what about our own hearts? Look what it says. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. Are you an ambassador for the Lord Jesus tonight? Do you care about his cause in this world today? Do you care about his name in this world today? That's what an ambassador would do, wouldn't it? It would be to go to a different country or to a different land and represent the cause of their country or their charity. Let me tell you, my friend, we represent the greatest cause, don't we? The Savior. 
Now, look what it says then. We are ambassadors for Christ. I want to look at my friend this evening. What does it mean to be an ambassador? What does it mean to be an ambassador in Oxford for Christ? What does it mean to be an ambassador in this country for the Savior? I believe God has got a few things for us here this evening in our text. I believe this, my friend, the greatest example of an ambassador for the Father is the Lord Jesus himself, isn't it? Think about the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in 1 John uh, chapter 4, you don't have to turn there, but let me just read this verse for you, this, my friend, this evening. 1 John and chapter 4 uh, and verse uh, 14, this is what the Bible says. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Think about that, my friend, tonight. The Father sent an ambassador to us, somebody that represented his heart, the Savior himself. Isn't that wonderful? He was the ambassador. Think about the Lord Jesus. Remember when the Lord Jesus was asked in John's gospel and chapter 14, the Bible tells us how he was asked, uh, show us the father. You remember how Philip said, show us the father and it will suffice us. And the Lord Jesus says, he says, have I been with you so long time with you? And yet has thou not known me, Philip? He that seeth me has seen the father. The Lord Jesus was the perfect example of an ambassador, wasn't he? One that represented the, the cause of God the Father himself. And so I say tonight, if we're to be an ambassador for him, we must look to him, mustn't we? We must see his face. We must look to him. But what does the Bible say? Turn back with me if you can to 1 Corinthians 5. And this is what the Bible says an ambassador for Christ should be. Look what it says firstly in verse number 20. We are an ambassador for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. Can I tell you, my friend, something so wonderful tonight in the gospel and in God's work is that God is looking for men and women who will beseech men and women as if God is beseeching them. Every time I love the open air and I love the open air in this city, in Oxford, but every time you go out onto that high street or uh, the, 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 uh, the corn exchange, I can't remember the name of it now, it's corn market. <laughs> Something corn anyway. Every time you go out onto the corn market there in Oxford and you preach the gospel, isn't it wonderful to think as you stand on that box or you give out leaflets, you are doing it on behalf of God himself. God himself is beseeching men and women to be saved. And so I say to us tonight, if we're to be an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ, isn't it wonderful to think God himself, look what it says, as though God did beseech you, by us. Every time I give out a tract or every time I go and speak to somebody about the Savior, God himself is speaking to them. He is dealing with them. We worry, we complain, we think, can we do it today? But it's wonderful to know it's not us doing the work, is it? God himself is doing the work. God by us. Look what it says. We did beseech you. We're not in the business of being fluffy, as it were, with the gospel. A lot of people today like to try and preach the gospel in a, a sugar-coated way, don't they? But let me tell you, when we preach the gospel of Christ, we are serious about it, aren't we? Men need to be saved. Men need to turn to Christ, otherwise there's no hope of salvation. And when you and I preach the gospel by the Lord Jesus Christ, we are beseeching them, by God himself to turn. 
Isn't that what Paul said in Acts chapter 20? I haven't shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. I didn't, I didn't fail. I didn't become a coward about it. Oh, there are a lot of churches today out there that have given up the gospel. God has left them, we could say. He, they've left the Savior. Now look what it says. An ambassador isn't only doing it on behalf of God, but look what it says in verse number 20. We pray you, therefore, in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled. And as an ambassador for Christ, can I tell you, our heart for men and women should be the same as his heart, shouldn't it? Look what it says. We pray you. That word there, pray, means to beg. Can I ask you, when was the last time you begged men and women to be saved? When was the last time that you, you got on your knees before the Lord and you begged the Lord to save a, a soul? But when was the last time you pleaded with a man or a woman to be saved? When was the last time you were serious about somebody being saved in your family and you wouldn't let go until the Lord saved them? We've got to a place today where, if we're honest, we don't really care about men and women. Many people do. Oh, we like to talk about the gospel, but if we really believe the gospel, look what it says, look what Paul said, we pray you. And look what it says, we pray you in Christ's stead. I'm not pleading with men and women on my own behalf. I'm pleading with them as Christ would plead with them. On his step, on his merit, on his basis. And so I can be an ambassador for Christ tonight on the basis of Christ. Isn't that wonderful? That's a wonderful thought, my friend, this evening. And yet, you and I, are we becoming weak in the way in which we are ambassadors for Christ? Look at the message of the ambassador. Look what it says, verse 20. Be ye reconciled to God. You know, there are a lot of people today when they talk about the gospel, they give all sorts of other stuff that aren't even needed. There's nothing to do with the gospel. There are a lot of churches today that have pulpits and they, they have the text outside on, on, on the building. But you sit in the building and you never hear the clear gospel. Look what it says the gospel is. Be ye reconciled to God. How simple is that, my friend, tonight? We're not living in a day in which we have to come up with something complicated today. We have the simple gospel, and that's enough, isn't it, my friend? Do we need anything else tonight? Can I tell you, I believe many Christians today in times past have got so uh, more bothered and concerned about knowing so much theology that they've missed the Savior completely. Look at the simple gospel. Be ye reconciled. The truth is, if we really looked into it, the gospel is deep, isn't it, as well? Deep, for yes, for us to understand so much. We can even speak, say about that verse. You and I can be reconciled to God himself. But wonderful tonight that even a child in this meeting can understand the gospel. Are you an ambassador for Christ that you just give the simple gospel and nothing else? Praise God tonight, we have a simple gospel, don't we? We don't need anything else than that. We don't need anything else than Christ and Christ himself. I wonder, are we therefore then ambassadors for Christ? 
Do we go out and do we preach the gospel? And do we go knowing that he's called us to go and called us in his stead to go? We must. Maybe you're here tonight and God has been dealing with you about your need to be more involved in God's work in this place. You know, a lot of people in churches today that they're good talkers, aren't they? They know the right things to say and how things ought to be, but they never do anything themselves. They stay in the same place they've ever been. They sit in the same seat they've ever sat in. And in fact, if somebody sits in their seat, they get offended because they're in my seat. And yet they're great talkers. They know exactly what to do and know exactly what should be done. But they're never there. They're never there to actually do what they say they will do. But God is looking tonight for an ambassador who will go and preach. Now, let me just look very quickly at chapter six, because I believe, my friend tonight, that if you are to be an ambassador, it is a calling by God himself. Yes, but it's a hard calling, isn't it? There are a lot of people today, my friend, who like the idea of speaking for Christ, but they're not willing to take the snare that goes along with it, are they? There are a lot of people today that like the idea of standing behind a pulpit and preaching, but they're not willing to take the hardship and the difficulty that goes along with preaching and being an ambassador for Christ. Look what it says, verse number one. We then, if we're an ambassador, this is an encouraging thing. I'm thankful that Paul or the Lord says this really before we get to the difficult things in just a moment. We then, as an ambassador, are workers together with him. Can I tell you, there's no solo people in God's work, are there? A lot of people today that like to work on their own, to do their own thing. But the Christian ambassador isn't somebody that's on his own, are they? Look what it says. We're workers together with him. What a wonderful captain we have as ambassador tonight. The saviour himself. And if he is the one that is working, if he is the one that is behind all that happens and is done, then we know we'll be a good ambassador, won't we? Look what it says. We then are workers together with him. Now, I want you to notice he speaks about how these Corinthians should not receive the grace of God in vain. There are a lot of Christians today who start off well, don't they? And they ruin, it seems, their walk with the Lord because sin pulls them down and takes them apart. And he, he, he speaks about the, the time of the message to be saved today. And by the way, we believe that, don't we? This is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, but today. But then he says, if you're to be an ambassador for Christ, notice with me verse number three, we are to be one that gives no offense in anything. Can I tell you, being an ambassador for Jesus Christ, my friend tonight, is a very high calling, isn't it? It can't be taken lightly or cheaply. We're representing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And can I tell you, if you will be an ambassador for Christ, if you'll stand for Christ, every other person out there in the world who is against the Savior, their eyes will be upon you, won't they? They'll be looking to see when you trip and when you fall. They'll be looking to see when you do something wrong. And the Bible says if we're to be an ambassador, we're not to give any offense in anything. Look at, look what it says, in anything. That doesn't just mean when we come to church, does it, on Sunday. You can't be an ambassador for Christ 
and live one way out on the streets and one way with men and women and another way at home. You can't be an ambassador for Christ and live one way publicly in front of everyone, but then when you go home, you live a completely other way. My friend, if that's the way your life is at the moment, you cannot be an ambassador for Christ. Giving no offense in anything. Look what it says, that the ministry be not blamed. Can I tell you, there are a lot of people today who have set out on this journey, and I'm very sad to say it, and pray God keeps us all. None of us are above falling, are we? But they've gone out on that journey in their own strength and in their own zeal and in their own pride, and they've completely ruined what God is trying to do. Can I tell you, if you're to be an ambassador for Christ tonight, you have got to be one that knows the seriousness of the work you're involved in. It cannot be a whim. It cannot be something that you can live one way at church and one way at home. Look what it says. But in all things, that's everything, my friend, this evening. Not just simply in the pulpit, but at home. The way you speak to people, the way you deal with people. I remember when I used to be uh, an estate agent, I uh, sometimes I'd get those phone calls. Maybe I'm not, I'm sure I'm not the only one here tonight, but people used to ring you up and they try and sell you something. And sometimes I was, I probably shouldn't say this, but I was a little bit mean on the phone. And if somebody did something wrong to me, I'd like to tell them exactly what I thought about them and how bad they were and argue and complain. But then... As I begin to, the Lord begin to deal with me, I realize that's not a very good ambassador for Christ. How can, now, I don't think we should let people just walk all over us, by the way, but how can we be good ambassadors for the Savior if we deal with people in one way and then try to give them the gospel in the other second? Doesn't James say, can out of the same mouth, out of the same fountain come bitter and sweet water? How can you, my friend, tonight be an ambassador for Christ and try and give the sweet water of Christ, the gospel, and then at the same time, pull men and women down? You can't do it, can you? Look what it says. But in all things, approving ourselves as ministers of God. This is how we prove ourselves. If you're to be an ambassador, and maybe tonight, you, if you don't like this list, this isn't my list, this is the Lord's list. You shouldn't be an ambassador. But this is what he calls us to be and calls us to face. Look what it says. We are to be an ambassador for God in much, I'm thankful it says there, patience. And not just patience, but much patience. Thank God, God put the word much there, aren't you? We need much patience. You know, sometimes when you're an ambassador for God, you have to be patient, don't you? Patient with other people. Sometimes people come and they come to church for a little while. They do so well. They're walking with the Lord and something comes in their life. And this is something I learned uh, being under the ministry of Pastor Morland. Uh, sometimes things happen and they're nowhere to be seen. And you know what a lot of us do, don't we? We give up on those people. But an ambassador for Christ never gives up, do they? Patience. If you're to be an ambassador for Christ, we've got to have patience, haven't we? Much patience in afflictions. Can I tell you, being an ambassador for Christ isn't an easy road to walk. It's difficult. And everywhere you walk on this road to be an ambassador, 
There is the devil behind you, in front of you, the side of you, trying to afflict you, trying to get you off course. The road in which we walk today as an ambassador for Christ is an afflicted road, isn't it? Isn't that what the Savior walked? An afflicted road? Do you not remember uh, in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 23, the Savior said as he went towards Jerusalem, in fact, it was his last really public words for his public ministry. He turned to his very own people and he says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets, thou that stonest them which are sent unto thee. How oft would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. His own people refused and rejected him. I want to tell you the road in which we're walking tonight is a difficult and hard road, isn't it? A road full of affliction. And look what it says here. A road full of necessities. I was talking to a pastor before the meeting. I believe this church is very good at doing things in necessity. I remember when the lockdown came and um, I was helping here at Oxford during that time. And uh, I remember the services that we had at the beginning of the lockdown in the chapel, just a camera right in the middle. It looked a bit crazy, I think, but there was wires. I was responsible that day for the live stream. There was wires everywhere, hanging out the back of cameras. And uh, I remember we had to try and get, if there was something on the live stream to pass the pastor morning, we had a big piece of paper up, trying to get him to see it all the way from the back. And he, and he was trying to, in the pulpit, trying to work out what we were writing. My writing wasn't very good, so that probably was the reason. All sorts of difficulties. Wires that wouldn't work and sound. I remember in the days in which I was responsible for the live stream or for the sound equipment on this field, I would test the microphone so many times and I'd try it out and stand around, turn around. And every time Pastor Morland would come to the pulpit to preach, the microphone wouldn't work for some reason. I don't know. What it, I don't know what it was. I remember. I can't remember who it was, but. One of us, a few of us in this field somewhere, we dug a big trench to bury the wires. And then the next week we realized those wires were all getting damp and leak. And we didn't have a clue what we were doing. I remember. But isn't it wonderful tonight if we're an ambassador for Christ, we do things out of necessity. We have to be here and praise God for what God is doing in necessities. Can I tell you a lot of churches today that are more concerned about the things that really aren't necessary, aren't they? than the real things that are necessary. They're so bothered about all the rubbish that is unnecessary today. When the real necessities, the real things that are so key are being left at the wayside. If you're an ambassador for Christ, you've got to be somebody that does it for necessity. And look what it says in distresses. Can I tell you there will be times when you're an ambassador for Christ and there is a distress that comes. It, it And it haunts you. Maybe tonight you think, oh, I'm being silly by saying those things, but there are times for an ambassador for Christ when there is a real distress that comes. If we're an ambassador for Christ, we've got to be one that is willing to face uh, necessity. Look what it is it we could go on. Uh, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults. We don't think about that in this country today, but it's coming, isn't it? There's coming a day when the ambassador for Christ will have to be willing to stand up and say, I will live for Jesus and Jesus alone. In stripes, in prisons, and look what it says, in labors. Can I tell you, if you're an ambassador for Christ, you've got to be willing to get your hands dirty. There are a lot of people today, I, I was, everybody probably knows this, I'm, I'm the most rubbish person at practical work 
completely. I praise the Lord I was away from the Holiday Bible Club at Welshpool because it would be a stick man up at the front. I'm, I am the most useless person. In fact, I remember I said to Pastor Morland one time, we were doing some work at Mr. Bass's house. I said, I'm sorry I didn't bring any work clothes. He said, don't worry, we didn't bring you here for manual labor. <laughs> I am rubbish. But let me tell you something, my friend, tonight. If we are to live for God as an ambassador, we've got to be willing to work, haven't we? Thank God, I'm thankful Oxford Baptist Chapel is a people that love to work for the Savior. Not willing to just sit around idly by doing the minimal possible things that can be done. We want to do all we can as an ambassador. We're hungry for opportunity. Thank God tonight we are to be woes who are laboring. Look what it says, in watchings, in fastings. Can I tell you, if you're an ambassador for Christ, you ought to be willing to give up all that you were willing even to fast to see Christ be honored and glorified. We could go on. Verse 6, by pureness. Can I tell you, we've said that already. We've got to be pure, haven't we? Thank God we have the purest thing that we possibly can have. The word of God, don't we? Every word is pure. By pureness, by knowledge. Thank God tonight we can be an ambassador by knowledge. We're not out there trying to work out what comes next, are we? We have the knowledge. God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness in Christ Jesus. We have everything we need. Be an ambassador. By, what does it say? By, by long suffering. By kindness. Thank God we ought to be an ambassador full of kindness, my friend, tonight. There are a lot of people today who represent the name of Jesus Christ and they're the most unkind, unloving people out there. Shout and holler hate speech of people, and they never tell them about the Savior. But let me tell you, if you are to be an ambassador for Jesus Christ tonight, there's got to be kindness about you, isn't there? Isn't that what uh, Titus, uh, Paul says to Titus? Uh, when the love, the kindness of our Savior appeared unto all men, the grace of God, there ought to be kindness about us. Look what it says, uh, by the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you that's something so important as an ambassador tonight? We've got to have the Holy Ghost. I remember uh, Clifford Black, who went to be with the Lord recently. He spoke about a, a group of Christians, oh, sorry, a group of people who uh, lived in mud huts. And for a long time, they never had power or electricity or anything at all. And these Westerners came over and they were employing them to do all these great big jobs and works and things. And they made so much money that these men decided to leave their mud huts and go into the cities and buy all the power tools they could get. You've probably heard this story before. And they brought all the power tools back to their mud huts and they realized there was one thing. They had all the tools, but they didn't have the power. And my friend tonight, if we're to be an ambassador for Christ, we've got to have the power, haven't we? The Holy Ghost. What does he say in Acts 1 verse 18? That when uh, we, the Holy Ghost appears unto us, comes to us, will be witnesses then unto all the earth. Starting at Jerusalem. We've got to have the Holy Ghost. We've got to have love and un faith. Love without hypocrisy. You know, there are a lot of people today that will tell you what you want to hear and they'll give you the gospel, but they live a life full of hypocrisy at home. They're just playing with the gospel. Can I tell you, if you're to be a, a ambassador tonight, we've got to be one who is filled of love, filled of the Holy Ghost, but filled of real love, not fake love. 
No, no, now look at the ambassador's toolkit. Verse number seven. By the word of truth. We're not going into the battle as an ambassador with our own tools, are we? We've got the word of truth. Look what it says. By the power of God. I'm going into the battle as an ambassador with God's power behind me. And God will do that work, won't he? Look what it says. By the armor of righteousness. Thank God tonight I may not have what it takes before the Lord to be a representative for him. But he'll give me the righteousness, won't he, that's needed. Look what it says. By the righteousness on the right hand and on the left. Wherever I go, wherever I turn, as an ambassador, I have God's righteousness with me, don't I? Now notice as you're an ambassador, look at the response of the ambassador. Look what it says. By honor and dishonor. Can I tell you, if you are to be an ambassador for God tonight, you will have men and women that absolutely are behind you and love you and support you and honor you. And there will be those in the world, even tonight, who will honor the work of a local church such as this. Oh, they're doing a wonderful work with children and, and the homeless and all these things. But let me tell you, just as quickly as honor comes, look what it says, and dishonor. Can I tell you, my friend, if you're to be ambassador for Christ tonight, we cannot be an ambassador based upon what men and women think of us, can we? We can't serve the Lord and care what the world thinks about us tonight. By honor and dishonor. By evil report. Think of those people gathering together under a tent. What a bunch of crazy people. By evil report and good report. Look what it says. As deceivers. Can I tell you, if you're an ambassador for God and you stand up with the gospel, there'll be those that say, even that claim the name of Christ, that say that man is a deceiver. Isn't that the sad truth? It says, as deceivers and yet true. Notice, not, not only that, look at, the, look at the other things of the response of the ambassador. Look, verse nine, as unknown. Can I tell you, if you're going to walk the road of an ambassador, you've got to be willing to be unknown. Unheard of. Who cares about them? We don't even know about them. Never heard of them. I think it's wonderful sometimes, isn't it, when you speak about the Lord's work and people haven't heard of it before. I think that's a good, in a way, it's a good thing, isn't it? As unknown. There's a people for God over there doing something and we don't know about them, but God knows about them. Are you an ambassador that's willing to work for God as unknown? And yet, what does it say? And yet well known. Thank God, God does give us opportunity to be well known, doesn't he? I don't think in a bad way. To be known, to be one that's preaching Christ. Not only that, look what it says, as known as dying, and behold we live, as chastened and not killed. Look at the trials and the troubles that they've gone through. We could turn back to the previous passage, and Paul speaks about this. We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're cast down, but not destroyed. As an ambassador for Christ, we will be loved and hated and smeared and mocked just as the Savior was smeared and mocked and loved and accepted. Even to the very end, there were those that were around him casting accusation upon him. But wasn't there a few women that stood afar off on that cross and looked up and they loved him, didn't they? Can I tell you, my friend, there may be, if you're to be an ambassador for Christ this evening, those that hate and kill and all sorts of things. But yet there is one that watches, isn't there, the Savior? As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Can I tell you, the ambassador 
doesn't, can go through times of difficulty and trial, and yet they can be full of joy. Doesn't James say that to those Jewish Christians that say this, count it all joy, my brethren, when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Can I tell you, if you're being an ambassador for Christ tonight, it's a full of joy, isn't it? I know God is working, and therefore I will continue on as an ambassador for him. Will you tonight? Look what else it says. As Paul, thank God that we can say tonight, we're poor, aren't we? We've got nothing. We haven't got probably anything anyway, but humanly speaking, but spiritually speaking, we have not got what it takes, have we? Yet what does it say? As having nothing, yet making many rich. What a wonderful thing tonight as an ambassador. I've got nothing, but he's got everything. And yet by him through me, many are made rich tonight. I love the fact when being involved in church planting and God's work through this ministry here and the Crown Christian Heritage Trust, all what God is doing. It's wonderful to see going to a new place and God touch a soul. And we've got nothing. We're poor. And yet through the ministry of local churches, many have been made rich, haven't they? Look what it says, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Thank God tonight, if I have to be an ambassador for Jesus Christ, I've got nothing. Isn't that what the Lord Jesus did when he said his disciples that? He said, don't take script, money, wallet with you. Have nothing. I know he sent them out again. And he told them to take those things with him, but he told them the first time, take nothing with you. And yet as they went out, they found everything they needed, didn't they? They came back rejoicing. Because they saw the Lord at work. Can I tell you, we've got everything we need, don't we? We don't need a new thing. We've got the old gospel and that's good enough, isn't it? Are you then an ambassador for Christ tonight? Possessing all things. Isn't that wonderful? Look what it says, possessing. It's not something that we just carry around with us and have to give back. It's ours. It belongs to us. Christ belongs to us, doesn't he? He's our saviour. He lives within me. He lives within you if you're an ambassador tonight. I have all things. And I close with this, my friend, tonight. With that in mind, the ambassador has been called. He has his message. He has his tools. He has his warnings. And this is what Paul ends with in this little section. Remember, he's speaking to a church which he has great concern. This is the second letter that he sent to them. The first letter, he dealt with many different issues, didn't he? And yet he still sent the letter to them. Remember, this church was divided, weren't they? And they, they, they cast Paul off, as it were. They, they, some went with him, some went with others. It was a divided church. He's writing to them again. Do you know what he says to them? Oh, ye Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you. I think that's a wonderful thing tonight. Here was an ambassador who was willing not just to say or to write about these things, but to come and say, our mouth is open unto you. We are ready to speak. We're ready to testify. We're ready to tell you. We're not closed to you. We're ready to go. And our, look what it says. And our heart is enlarged. As we think upon you and what God has done and will do, we are growing with love for you because we're an ambassador. And I say tonight in this mission uh, conference is that 
Our hearts ought to be the same way, shouldn't they? Are they open? Can we say tonight, could you say, maybe you have a concern for this place here. Can you say, oh, ye Oxford, our mouth is open unto you. My mouth is open unto you. My heart is enlarged to you. Maybe there's a country you have been challenged or praying for tonight. Can you say about that country, my heart is open unto you, Lord. Whatever you'd have me to do, I'll do. The truth is that many churches today and communities, their mouth isn't opened unto them, is it? They're silenced and their heart isn't enlarged. All they're concerned about is their little group meeting together and that's it. But if we're an ambassador for God tonight, we go on, don't we? We must. I want to challenge you tonight. Be an ambassador for Christ. And praise God if we go. Praise God if we go. We might be sorrowful, but yet rejoicing. Isn't that wonderful? We might be having nothing. Wasn't that what it says of the Lord Jesus? He being made, he being rich, being made poor, made many rich. He, uh, we might have nothing, but yet we can make many rich tonight. May God help us tonight. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we do ask thee, Lord, that you'd help us to be ambassadors for the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord, tonight that we might be workers together with thee. Help us, Lord. We thank thee it's all about thee. God's work begins with thee, not us. And so we pray, Lord, that you might help us this evening to really be challenged about being an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ. Call, I pray tonight, please, men and women to take this step, to step forward and say, I will serve the Savior in Jesus' name.